You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 26 of the MX Vice Show. Great to be back for the first one of the year. I'm James Burfield of MX Vice, and in the studio with me is MX Vice editor and rock star, Lewis Phillips. Hello. Hi. How are you? Yeah, great. Where's the suntan? I thought I was a little bit tan. Okay. A little bit? No. no. Also alongside us is uh, Rob, as always, from Jukebox Beats, who uh, puts all this together. And the show's brought to you today by Talon, Yoko, Liap, Hinson, KYB and evenstrix.com. So we've got some really good partners on board this year. Really, really pleased to have their support. And we got some good news, actually. Um, I generally don't know what this is. Well, since we've, we've obviously been talking for the past few weeks in bits and pieces, and um, we're going to actually be changing the show up a little bit. It's going to be evolving. Cancelled? Question uh, mark? Well, a lot of people have actually <laughs> asked about whether the British Championship show or a British motocross show could actually uh, replace you. So... That's right. I'm more than happy not come up here every week. No, but being serious, do you want to talk about the changes? Yeah. So I came back from America and I ruled with an iron fist, you could say, and told you that we were going to put the show live. Mm-hmm. Gave you no room. You couldn't even speak, could you? Because I was just, my, my iron fist was ruling so ruly. So we're doing the show live because I ruled with an iron fist. Right. From next Wednesday. Wednesdays, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Or as late as the party goes. Yeah, t- till 9 p.m. <laughs> um, so yeah, what Lewis is trying to... you to... want to keep on partying, we'll keep on partying. Yeah, Lewis has come back with a, a little bit of a... I'm taking no shit. Maybe um, the word spunk, would you say? that he... Lewis has come back with a bit of spunk in him. You should have seen me the day so, I first came um, back. It's slowly wearing off. So obviously uh, Tinder obviously didn't go too well, but Grinder looks like it's done very well. But on that note, we are going to be going live. Three hours, six till nine, uh, every Wednesday. Show format's going to stay the same. We're gonna, you're going to be have the ability to add your comments onto the live feed. You're going to be able to text in with any questions. And we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah. And the show's just going to evolve over the next year. Yep. 
that's good because at least now everyone knows they can get it at a certain time. No waiting around. Like you don't have to be like, oh, when's the show up? Because six PM is Wednesdays. Be there. Yeah, that's UK time as well, obviously. Because seven PM in mainland Europe, and uh, six PM and it'll be eleven in California. So you can wake up in the morning and, and listen to Lewis in case you. Would it be eleven? No, six PM would be ten AM in California. No. Yeah. No, we don't care that much. We don't care that much, apparently. No, no, we do. Oh, we do. But is it seven hours or is it eight hours? Pretty sure it's... I'm pretty sure I worked... Because I had to know, obviously, because... Yeah. I'm pretty sure that when I, I worked out that every day, 10 a.m. was 6 p.m. here. Okay. Well, there we go then. So it's 10. Mm-hmm. Right. There we go. So 10 o'clock in the morning, have your orange juice, scrambled eggs, whatever, in California. Um, I'm now taking bets... After you run. ...on how long it takes for James to not show up at 6 p.m. one day, because he's a bit of a flight risk. Hang on. Who said I'm flying to the studio? I live 10 minutes That's, down the road. Is that a joke or are you being generally quite simple? What? Flight risk. Saying, isn't it? Flight risk. Yeah, pretty sure it's a flight right leasehold. No, no. I'm, I'm not getting on a flight. I don't know if you're being... A flight risk. A person thought likely to... Oh, leave the country. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Yeah, re- close enough, and it? still applies. I've really missed this. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us about California. What do you want to know? Uh, well, tell the users. Tell everybody who's listening. That's amazing. I do enjoy myself in California. Yeah. Supercross. Yeah. Best thing on earth. Okay. Great times. Great weather. Great times. You weren't there, so that was a plus. So first and foremost, they let you in the country, even with your record? My record? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one with the primary schools. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. And I got in the country, despite their best efforts. What did they do? Interrogated me like I'd just murdered everyone in the airport. Did you get the glove? You would have thought that I'd walked up to the um, immigration desk with an AK-47, the amount of interrogation I was getting. Okay, so what type of interrogation Well, they were very confused that that I'm 24 and yet somehow I've been to Argentina, Indonesia and everything in the last year. Yeah, I'm confused as well. (laughs) And I didn't know what to say to that, so I just went, yeah, mental, innit? (laughs) (laughs) Which, now that I think back, was partly a terrible reply, but also quite a good reply because like, yeah, like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, mental, innit? Like, if I'd gone, yes, well. <laughs> I, I like to travel, maybe. I did, well, I did say that I write cookery blogs. I don't know why that came into my head. Cookery blogs. Cookery blogs. <laughs> I said I write blogs and he was like, what about? And I was like, so, I don't know, so you don't, food? <laughs> so I'm guessing you don't think they have the ability to just go Lewis Phillips and cookery blog and then nothing comes up. You, so they, they've got a computer right next to it. I told him I wasn't that big. I, I told him I wasn't that big time. But you go to Argentina traveling. I didn't go to Argentina to write for my cookery blog. Right, okay. I went to Argentina for life experience. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was there for 20 minutes. He literally, it was like a game of tennis because he kept, he was asking me rapid fire questions. And the good thing is I'm quite quick. So what she said. I was just batting them back, like no, like literally like straight away. So I think he had met his match a little bit. Yeah. I actually got um, questioned by um, immigration coming back into Bristol. Oh. Why? Well, I was just kind of minding my own business, had my headphones on, walking through on the way back from um, Geneva, FIM thing the weekend. And uh, as I went to go out, they stopped me and they said, what was your purpose of traveling? And I was like, well, went to some conference. They said, did you have a good time? I said, well, it was, you know, it was all it is. Lots of old people. And they were talking about motorcycles. And then he said, what do you do for a job? And I said, well, I was trying to explain what I do for a job. I didn't really know what I do for a well, job. Well, you're not shitting yourself at this point because you, like, do you not need a work visa now with Brexit? No. Oh, well, it's not like I'm... Brexit? Too, too soon for Brexit? Let's just go back to you. <laughs> right, so... so you were trying to explain your, what you do as a job? Yeah, I was trying to explain... I'm not sure if this is a joke or not now. I'm no, like, it's not no. a joke. It's just like literally 
I was actually at one point after about 10 minutes, I was thinking, I'm not getting back in. I'm actually going to get carted off because it, it was just But where would they put you? I don't know, but they were just having the... They were not having it. And I was like, look, I'm tired. I just want... I'll, I kind of want, just want to go home. I appreciate you guys asking these questions, but... They know. don't know. Why would they have to ask that question coming back to England? I don't know. I think it's just because I was walking through with my headphones on and... Oh, they thought you were trying to beat Maybe he was bored or something, yeah. I don't know. Or I just looked dodgy. Yeah, so... So anyway, back to you. Yeah. California. Yeah, they didn't really like me at the old immigration desk. But you got in? Yeah, well, well, one, the weird, like, he was proper going at me. He was like, how much money do you make a month? And I was like, a bit personal, but fair enough. But then I had to stall because I was like, well, if I say too little, he's going to be like, well, how would you afford to go to Argentina? Yeah. But then if I say too much, he's going to be like, well, how, how have you got that much money? So I went right down the middle with what I think the average household income is. Yeah. So that's well, you obviously answered correctly because they let you in. Yeah, it was weird because he was proper, like, at one point, about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, fuck, I like. I was like, I'm in so fucking deep right now. And then randomly, he just gave in. Like, he was like, proper going, 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 going. He wanted to see my ticket for Anaheim 1. And I was like, well, I haven't bought a ticket yet. It's a week away. And he was like, well, how do you know it's not going to sell out? And I was like, because it's Anaheim 1. Like, it's great. And it's not going to sell out, though, is it? Although, in fact, I think it did actually sell out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, going on at me about why I haven't bought a ticket for Anaheim 1 yet. And I was like, it's quite a regular thing to not buy a ticket for a sporting event until the day of or day before. Mm -hmm. I felt very betrayed. Betrayed. Yeah. I mean, little did you know I had a press pass. <laughs> <laughs> if Homeland Security are listening to this, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. They're just not going to let you in again. Um, no, it's fine. I'm going to get a work visa next time. Because okay. this was too close. Yeah, whatever. One thing you keep harping on about is about how different the American Supercross Championship is compared to the MXGP, as in, you think that they've took a step up. Oh, they've taken a major step up this year. Okay, do you want to explain? Not really. No. Well, if you could, because this is what you keep no, going on about. I'm so, interested. No, their social media stuff is genuinely like out of this world now. Right. Like, okay. It's like F1 level with like the graphics and everything. Right. Very nice. And then they got this stuff like the power rankings. Yeah. Which like, whether like, okay, yeah, maybe they mean nothing, but it's actually a decent little, like makes you feel like you're following a proper little series. Yeah. Little um, series, yeah. Proper little series. Yeah, And then um, just little nips and tucks they've made this year. Like they've got a rider. Like, you know how in every series, riders have to ride from the pits to the track? Yeah. Have to do it. Now in Supercross, there's a blue carpet, because their color scheme's obviously blue with a logo and everything, from leading from the pits to the track. And it's called the Rider Fame. Walker Fame. Yeah. Where fans can stand either side of it and, high, and riders have to have dead engines, so they have to go through it slowly. Um, fans can get photos, high five as they go past and everything. And it's like, the first time I saw it, I was like, Means nothing. Like that's not gonna. That's not gonna do anything. But at the same time, that's a nice little extra. But just a nice little bow on top. Okay. Like it's just little nips and tucks. I'm all about nips and tucks. So they're just like doing little things to like step it up. Yeah. I was really. I was generally quite blown away. Like at the first round with everything they were doing. Okay. Cool. So, so little things. What you believe that they I, could probably put into. Their social media is really good though. So things what they could probably put into. Um, well, what well, MXGP could look at. I don't know, like the ride of fame, obviously, they're not going to be able to do that, I guess. But they could, like, do little things. But we've always said that, um, or you've always said that, opening ceremonies. Well, here's an example. You know in MXGP in the pits, they have, like, the cardboard cutout of Corolli next to a podium. In the Supercross pits now, they have a mannequin with Cincerello's helmet on, Cincerello's goggles, Cincerello's jersey. Is that a mannequin or a mannequin? What's that meant to mean? Is that a joke? I don't or? know. Is that, is that, like, a female or a, or a male ma mannequin? I don't know if that's a joke or not. I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. But it's, like just, it's just like a little step up, isn't it? Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah. And activation as well. Did nobody pits. actually pick up the mannequin and run off? America, innit? 
They're all nice over there. Are they? Yeah. What, with guns? I mean, get shot once. Okay, cool. Almost. What? No, I'm who almost <laughs> shot you? No, I'm joking. What, are you trying to build some drama but, here? Well, I would like to say that St. Louis is not the most dangerous city in America like it's portrayed to be. How come? I don't know. I didn't get shot. Or, oh. or I felt in danger at all. Okay, not even for that hairstyle. What's wrong with my hair? I do need a haircut. But I don't know what is going on. I need it's ha- like you've been thrown back to the 80s. I need, a, I need a haircut, but I'm saving it for the live show next week. Did you actually blow dry that this morning? Like what? that? I don't know. Or did you just I've ha- got a mirror in front of me. Did you just put your head out the window and just like dried it on the way down? Well, I've been driving for quite a while. That is a bouffant. Yeah, you maybe lose my track. What were you saying? Your hair. I don't know. What, you want? what, what happened? We can talk about your hair if you want. I ain't got any. Exactly. I ain't got to worry about these things anymore. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I don't live in a glass house. It's got bricks. That's not funny. You live in a glass house because you've got no hair. So why are you throwing stones at someone with hair? Because I'll I had... throw a stone back at you and your glass house is going to smash. If I had hair, it wouldn't look like that. Well, I'll get a haircut next week. So. Well, you need to escalate that. Matty Bay's and ready. Oh, okay. So obviously there was sort of a tearful comments on Twitter about you leaving the US. Oh, I was emotional. I was genuinely, I was actually genuinely found it quite difficult. Okay. I did look at like, because obviously Tampa is yeah. kind of on the way home. Yeah. So I did look have a little look at like if I could just parachute into Tampa for one night. Yeah. But at that point, I realized that like if I paid for myself, obviously I was going to spend the company's money. Yeah, good. But if I paid for myself to go to Tampa, then after Tampa, I would have thought to myself, well, I wonder if I can go to Atlanta like this weekend. Oh no, not Atlanta, Arlington this weekend coming. And then at what point do I stop? I just need to pull the band-aid off and go home. Okay. So um, no job offers this time? No. Oh. Yeah, I know. We were kind of Hoping for that yeah, one. so was I. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, so you're here so for I'm another here. year. Yep. Okay. MXGP ready. Okay. I, I I'm I'm very excited for MXGP this year. Are you? Yeah. I want to. I'm going to really try hard to do a good job, as opposed to every other year where I've coasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's great that you're going to make an effort this year. I'm really going to put in a bit of effort. For I the think first your f- colleague's going to be I think, really I think my idea is that for the first four or five rounds, I'm really going to put in that effort, make it like, and then for the rest of the series, I'll just coast it on in. Right. Ride the wave of my effort from the first four to five rounds. Well, maybe why don't you just go to the first two rounds and then do the rest of the rounds from home? Because if you're at home and you've got the TV, then at least you're going to be able to I'll tell update you what, from the screen I'll tell else. you what, what, I watched Supercross on TV this weekend. Yeah. I, I realized how much you miss. I, like, because I always say to you, don't I? I don't know if t- like tweeting the races is actually important now because like you can watch live timing and you can watch the race live. So there's a lot of, there were a lot of questions I had, but like, I then had to go to Twitter to find out what the hell happened. Like what? Well, just things the TV cameras don't catch. Okay. Like, obviously, they can only... What, because they're too, too busy, like, focusing on people in the crowd? No, like, like the TV cameras, a majority of the time, going to be focused on the leaders. But then there's a whole world of stuff that goes on behind that. Yeah, no, I agree with like, that. Like, Barsha went from 15th to 4th at the weekend. Didn't see him once. No, no. So, and obviously, me not being in Tampa meant that my streak of Barsha interviews ended at a solid... Yeah, 8. You managed eight interviews with, with in Justin Borussia. Paris, okay. Geneva, yep. Anaheim 1, St. Louis, Anaheim 2, Glendale, Oakland, San Diego. Do you think he missed you this weekend? We were discussing, obviously you didn't listen to the podcast. Uh, no. But my Oakland interview with him, he said it was the most positive interview he'd ever done because I was just chuckled. Because as you know me, if there's anyone who's bringing positive... <laughs> if, there's, oh my God. <laughs> if there's anyone who's bringing positive energy to the party, it's me. <laughs> 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 what the hell <laughs> happened? <laughs> he said it was the most positive interview he'd ever done. Right. So then last week uh, in San Diego, we were discussing what he's going to do with me gone. 
And he said that maybe he'd have to call me after each race okay. to build his. Yeah. Uh, my phone hasn't run yet, though. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> so America, good time. Yeah. No, well, well worth the visit. Yeah, it's not really a visit, is it? It was for, it was for work. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on holiday. Like, I'd worked my arse off. Okay. Two days off in six weeks. Yep, that's very good. Yep. That's one more than last time, I guess. Yeah, kind of had the goal of maybe a few more than two, but yeah, that's all right. Did did, did everybody else have a day off? Or did well, you no, know no, I, had, I was the only person who could drive a car, so... <laughs> so they basically had to rely on you, so they had to work as well. Okay. <laughs> right, so while you were away in America, what did you miss? I'm sorry, I'm waiting for the punchline. No, no, like, what did you miss about, like, not being involved in, you know, the MSGP preseason in across here and stuff oh, like that. Oh, oh, sorry, you're serious. Yes. Um, um, it's quite easy to type MXGP as opposed to Monster Energy Supercross because it's obviously only four letters. Yep. Uh, not much, then? No, not really. No? <laughs> well, obviously, it would have been different if I was missing MXGP, but come on, I can miss Hawkstone. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks fun. <laughs> 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 it did make the Daily Mail. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it but, did make um, a Daily Mail. Yeah, it looked it looked great, but at the same time, San Diego was also fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was going to go to Hawkstone, but unfortunately, I was ill. Ish. So no, I was I was actually. I'll tell Ill. I'll tell you this though. So obviously, this was the uh, fourth time we've done this six weeks in America thing. Yeah. And every year, obviously, it works for us because we keep going back. Not that mm-hmm. I give you much choice. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's just um, relentless. If any. If anybody understands, I don't even know if it's, it's, it's a good thing or a bad thing for, for the business. However, I just cannot stand him going from August onwards. America, 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 so, America, America. So six months. Every year, every year we go and it works for us. Like we see good things. This year, we saw like insane good things. Like this was the most, uh, what do you call it? Not rewarding. Beneficial. Beneficial year ever. Like, yeah. There's a reason why we go. In, in January alone, I think we gained 60,000 American users in one month. Yeah. Like more. Like yeah. people who had never been on MXI. Yeah, the stats were, were amazing. I mean, we have a bit of a problem now because we actually have more American users than any other country. Yeah. Who thought that was going to happen? Uh, no one. Like, I genuinely never thought UK would be knocked off the top spot, but here we are. Here we are. The other thing uh, which is quite interesting is the amount of Spanish and Italian and French visitors we've got now. Again, obviously, because we're translating to those countries, you know, it's gone well, but I didn't expect it to go as well as it, as well as it is at the moment. Yeah, so it was definitely beneficial. And like, I got to do the Pulp Show and stuff, which was good. Yep. I had a lot of good comments on that, which is good, because I always question whether, obviously, this is like easy. Because <laughs> yep. obviously, when you're in a room with a dim personality such as yourself, it's easy to shine bright. Such a prick. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, that's a different, a different yeah. thing. So I always worry. Anybody with that hairstyle is always going to shine. So everyone, yeah, I got a lot of good comments from that. Did that, did a few other things, went to some cool tracks, met some cool people. Yeah. Got to, got to go to... Um, any, say, any romantic-ness uh, gone on at all? Did, how about Tinder? Did you manage to do Tinder again? Yeah, and Bumble. And Bumble? Yeah, Bumble. Wow. What, did you complete that one as well? No, Bumble's a bit harder. Oh, okay. What's, what's hard about Bumble? No, just, it's just a bit more of effort. Okay. And I was working quite hard, as I said. So. Literally. Yeah. One of the cool things from this year was that I got to go to St. Louis. And I like, as a student of the sport, yeah. I like getting to go to these stadiums that, like, kind of mean something. Like, there's yep. lots of big things that have happened in St. Louis over the years. Okay, and what, so what sort of meaning, meaningful um, happenings happen in St. Louis? Well, I don't, you can to, explain to I don't need to tell you about 2006 St. Louis, do I? No, you, car- you carry on. No, I said just, I don't need to, do I? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. Just imagine me as someone who doesn't know. 
what happened in 2006, St. Louis. You explain to me. What, when Carmichael shot broke in the whoops and he finished 20th? And then the same night, Stewart clipped a tough block on the inside before a triple and also DNF'd. <sighs> so points got turned on their head at that one. Like, so there's just like, and then like 2009 St. Louis was the Pastrana design can, track. Rob, can you believe those iconic moments that happened in St. Louis? That was a Pastrana design track in 2009. So like, that's cool. Like, I just yeah. like seeing, I like seeing these stadiums for myself. Hit the history. The history of what goes on when Lewis goes to visit America. Wow. Well, it's not when I go to visit America. I don't bring the history, do I? Okay. So that was cool because it's always good to get a, to do a different one. I mean, a bit inconvenient, us spending six weeks in California and having to fly to a different state. Okay. Because that was never really in the plans originally. Right. Much driving while you were there? I did 6,000 miles. 6,000 miles? Yeah, so less than last year. What did you do last year? 11. <laughs> wow. <laughs> last year I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you were doing that on average about a thousand miles a week. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I motored a few times. We were actually, where we were staying, we were a three minute drive from the KTM test track. But you still managed to do 6,000 <laughs> miles. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But it's just amazing, really. You're very excited, aren't you, about America? Maybe we should try and make some moves about getting you there permanently. I do enjoy it. But then I'm also looking forward to getting back to MXGP. I'll yeah. tell you what the difference I'll tell you what the difference was. Okay. So last year, I did six weeks in America. And by the end of the six weeks, I was excited to come back because. Obviously, going to America is difficult because we don't have the relationships with riders that we do here. Like, I can walk up to Hurlin, whereas, like, people who aren't doing every round of GPs here walk up to Hurlin's and it's quite difficult to get an interview. Like, say an American media person came over from Matley, it would be difficult for them to interview Hurlin's, whereas I can just walk into the truck and be like, hey, hey. Yeah. It's easy. And then vice versa, like, previous years when I've gone to America, it's been really hard for me to get interviews because it's just difficult because no one knows who I am. This year, was the first time it was quite easy and I could kind of go where I wanted and all of that. So I didn't have that kind of, oh, I can't wait to go back to GPs where it's a bit easier for me to do it because it was easier there. Okay. So like I didn't have that like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to like my comfort zone because I was quite comfortable there. So it's quite nice that sort of you could go to America, you could go and interview Barsha while you sat there in his pants, you could massage his shoulders and stuff like that to get the interview and you felt comfortable. I mean, that's not what I'm saying at all, but... Okay. But, and also, let's be honest, the racing's been bloody unbelievable. The race now has been good. Like, every, like, 2016, was it, or 17? Or was it 15? Um, we didn't go in 15. 14? Uh, 16, I think it was. Yeah, 2016 when we went. Yeah. By the time that we left, it was quite clear that Dungey was kind of winning a lot. Yeah. So it was like, ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. And, like, every other year, it's kind of been like that. Whereas this year... I kind of didn't want to leave because I was like, oh, I need to see what happens next. Like, and it's amazing that you can go like Oakland, our penultimate race was all about Roxon and Tomac. All anyone was talking about, Roxon and Tomac, Roxon and Tomac. And then the next week, Roxon and Tomac aren't even in the picture and everyone's talking about Weber Cincerello. Like, it's not often you have that level of parity. So that you have so many people like, who potentially can Let's win. be honest, MXGP, we're talking about Hurlins and Crowley and guys at every single week. Yeah, because that's not going to change. It's not going to, one week there isn't going to be. What about a Prado and a Febro? Okay, you yes, I'm, those in. I'm just, yes, I'm not, I wasn't going to list every potential winner. Well, one thing before you're boring me with all that sort of stuff, one thing I want to know is how is your relationship with Elo Tomac now? Is it, I don't want to talk about that. Is, I'm not, I was going to say to you before, I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm not talking about that. Has it got better? No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm not talking about that. Wait, what's going on in the river? I'm not talking about that. I, was gonna, I meant I was going to tell you because I didn't think you'd bring it up. I'm not talking about that. Oh. Okay. So. I'm guessing that the, the relationship with Elo Tomac has not improved. No. But that's fine, because every other rider was really cool. Okay. I interviewed Roxon at half midnight one night. He said I was the 19th interview he'd done. 
Jesus and Christ. And I was, I was like, oh, you don't have to do it. And he was like, no, it's fine, it's fine. 19 interviews. Yeah. There's a lot of media over there as well. Like, whereas MXGP, like, well, I could just walk around my microphone and swing it around. I've got plenty of room to play with. A lot of people... You're competing with 19 other people doing There's a lot of people trying interviews. to do interviews. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. It might have been exaggerating when he said 19. Maybe it was more like 10, but you know. Still a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like MXGP, some rounds, there's like three, two. So yeah. a lot more room to play with. Mm-hmm. But a lot more room to jump around in the playground, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, um, let's take a break. We're going to have a listen to um, some of our advertisers who are supporting us, and then we'll be back to hear more of your American adventure. The MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. We're back. Big thanks to sponsors again for helping us. It's been great having some really, really good companies on board um, this year. The guys at Technical Touch over in Belgium have been a massive support for us this year. If you don't know Technical Touch um, very well, pretty much a lot of the riders, what, what would you say, a good 60% of the riders in MXGP are running their suspension at the moment, this? don't know about suspension, but if you look at everything, yeah, there's probably more than you'd even realize. True. So they, every, I'd say probably 80% of the riders in the paddock are linked to Technical Touch in one way or another. Yeah, they really are a big influence now in MXGP and at world level. The lucky thing for, for everybody out there is you can buy the A-kit suspension from them. You can go there to get your suspension tested, component upgrades. Um, They're in Lommel as well. So like a majority of riders will be over there at some, or English riders will be over there at some point this year. So it's not like it's in Italy or something ridiculous. And uh, the company's obviously got a, a huge history. Um, with the owner being linked with, you know, like the the late Eric Kabors. I believe he used to uh, literally run his uh, boots in. Lewis, did you know that? No, I didn't even know he was linked to Eric Kabors. Yeah, so I think he lived just down the road from from Eric. And um, uh, when Eric needed his uh, boots sort of bedded in, he used to kind of, yeah, get the boots, bed them in, and then they're ready for Eric. And obviously he's got close links with um, Stefan Everts as well. And they've got Yoko. They've got Yoshimura, Extrig, KYB, what we've mentioned are just some of the brands that they're working with. Great to have those guys on board. Talon, as always. Talon uh, have been with us for eight years. They provide by far the best wheels. MXGP, British Championship, Rockstar Husky in the US, uh, Australia. The wheels are everywhere. And uh, some of the best products in the pits, uh, sprockets, foot pegs, clutch baskets, and obviously hubs, rims, and so on. So huge thanks to those guys. Uh, without them, we wouldn't be doing this. It's that simple. So. America. You want me to talk about the races a bit, don't you? I think that'd Do you feel like good. maybe I talked a bit more too much about Homeland Security, etc.? Well, I think it's good for everybody else to know. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else funny happened. I thought you said there were some funny moments. That's, yeah, but it's a long six weeks. To be honest, it was a good six weeks. Like, turns out if you go to play mini golf with an MXGP rider, that can get a bit heated. 
Okay. Turns out MXGP riders are quite competitive with everything. So you spent some time with Max, didn't you, while you were over there? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, so... Oh, that's all I've got for that. Yeah. We do have some good content. Uh, how, actually, how is Max's recovery? Oh, yeah, we haven't... Um, yeah, he's all right. He's actually well ahead of schedule. Really? Yeah, he should be... Say, like, two weeks ago, he should have still been in a cast. Yeah. But he's already well out of a cast and out of a boot and actually, like, walking a little bit. Really? Yeah, okay. so he should be back on the bike in five weeks and have six weeks to prepare for Hangdown. Wow, that's good. Then. So he'll be, be all right. He'll be all right. Good. It'll be great to see him back. I think, actually, he's going to be at Matley, if anyone wants... Not riding, obviously, but if anyone wants an autograph or to say hello to him, it'll be at Matley hanging out with actually nothing to do because they'll have no team or sponsors. So, Fantastic. You can bug him if you like. Excellent. There we go. So um, that's one thing we should mention. Uh, it's literally, what, two weeks away? Uh, it's actually a week and a half away. week and a half away. So 11 days. Yeah, this is a great opportunity to um, get your tickets before you go. So you actually, on up. that front, oh. we're 11 days away, which means the 14-day weather forecast is now available. And yep. I am watching it. Yep. Uh, latest report is Saturday, 11 degrees and showers until 12 p.m. Clear after that. Fantastic. Sunday, clear all day, 6 degrees. Fantastic. Chilly, but we could have dry. It'll be softer than normal, obviously, just with the nature, like long old ruts and everything, but it should be dry. Also, yep. don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Okay, just do it anyway. I this think is what I should be allowed to say. What, what is going to happen on the live show every time you say, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to well, say no, this, and I, then you go and say it? Max Voland. Yeah. Doing EMX 125 for Ducali. Wow. Hmm. Wow. First four rounds. Matley, Aguada, Spain, and St. John. Wow. Hmm. He, and he'll be fucking good. Yeah. He's like, he is a good rider. Yeah, really good. So uh, how does that come about? I don't know. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought for a second. <laughs> what do you want from journalist. me? Journalist. <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. No, I yeah. knew he was coming over to do one round, but I guess... Uh, Obviously, he's a KTM-supported rider over here. Not like on the orange brigade, I guess. So I guess uh, one thing led to another. Obviously, Talon Volan's got some connections. Yeah. So I guess one thing led to another, and he's sorted it out. Okay, so he's going to sit under at a career camp. Yep, and he'll be... He's flying over... I think he's flying over next Tuesday and then riding once before Matterley to run the race bike. Wow. Cool. That's going to be someone to watch. Yeah, he's going to be... I would place him as one of the favourites. He's not going to win the series, obviously, because he's not doing the whole thing. But um, do you think now? Do you think now if he if he does well in the first nah, round, he's going back to do um like the one two five all star series in America and stuff like that. Loretta's and okay. Well, watch the space. Interesting. Yeah. I think yeah, no, that's not like it's breaking news, is it? Well, it kind of is, but well, I think it's pretty sure if you go on his Instagram, it probably says that he's been doing bits. Okay, all right, cool. But yeah, so that's something exciting for you. So we'll talk a lot a lot more about the British GP next week. Well, turns out he hasn't actually put anything about it on Instagram. Well, there you go. Brilliant. Um, don't edit out, Rob. Um, That's fine, it's not. Yeah. It's a 125 car. Yeah. yeah We're going to talk a lot more about the British GP next week. Yep, I've, got some, I've already got some hot takes. But it's going to be fantastic. Literally, we've gone from not having a GP to having a GP, and we need everybody to be there and support this GP. Yeah, we do. We need everyone to be there. Yourself? <laughs> You're such a... <laughs> I'm actually taking my wife away <laughs> that weekend. And I booked that weekend, like, literally six months ago, before the calendar was even out. You know, on most bookings, there's actually this button. It's normally red, and it said, cancel booking. Yeah. yeah. No? Not, not no, really? no, not going not, not to happen. But you I, will be at Vulcan Soir? I'm gonna be you at... know what's funny? Is this time last year, we were making bets on how many GPs you'd actually do, because you said you were going to do them all. Like, yeah. when you'd first miss a GP. 
that we can't even start that issue because you're not even doing the first one. Yeah, I know. It's, it's shit happens. But you're doing Vulcan Squad. Don't let me be an example. Um, I won't. I will stay. I will be at every yeah, GP. There we go. I'm I'm winning some brownie points. My wife's not been very very well lately, so um, it's a it's a good time to take her away. So um, yeah, I got to put my uh, family first on this occasion. Could you not like put her on the plane and then? Like wave from the window as the plane's taking off. <laughs> no, I don't think she. Yeah, I don't think she, she. She puts up with a lot without me sending her on a plane away to Boston on her own. So um, oh. there we go. So what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about America oh, and yeah. the fact that you've been there, and we were going to talk about um, oh, you some wanted, of the races. Yeah, you wanted my. Um, let, I'll give you a quick recap. Okay. Of my six week, my thought process over six weeks. Okay, because one thing I was going to say was I've been watching all the rounds as well. Yep. One thing which I, I agree with you that the series has been really really cool to watch and one thing which I, I kind of thought maybe the web magic had died and then like the first couple of rounds I know he was ill and da 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 but that now obviously he just seems to be getting more consistent was there a time when when uh, Da Costa kicked him at the ass but where was it there was something going around where someone said that and I, it must have come from somewhere an interview with somewhere but it never was. But there was a rumor going around that that had happened. But that's not because it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You were there, whatever. But it just seemed that at some point it just seemed to click again. No, 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 no. It, what it clicked again? He went three, twelve, three, four in Glendale. No, two, it's, one. It's, it's not the results. It, I'm not talking about the results. I'm talking about his. Take a. I feel like one thing. I'm talking about the riding. Yeah, but I feel like one thing we're all overlooking at the moment is if you give him a fifth instead of a twelfth in St. Louis, he's leading the points. Yeah. Dirty little secret. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I'm not talking about results. I'm talking about, like, literally chasing down Roxon to pip him for second. Yeah, but he, he, looked, he looked friskier from the I, very first practice. Well, round. maybe that's the whole thing but with Anaheim TV too, and But as well, we move forward. Like, no, but what I'm saying is that is the difference between TV and being there. Because on TV, it just didn't seem that he got started until... No, there were little bits. Obviously, the Glendale whoops killed him. Yeah. Anaheim 2 was good. Anaheim 1 was good. St. Louis was just a non-starter. But let, I'll, I'll, let me... Right, I'm going to give you a five-minute breakdown of everything that went through my head. Okay, go. In six weeks. Ready? Go. So after Anaheim won, I was ready to bet everything I owned on Webb winning the title. Because he finished third in a very Cooper Webb way when he was ill. Tomac and Moxon were outside the top five, and it looked amazing. I was all, I was all over that. Then, and at that point, I was ready to write off Roxon thinking, Jesus, is this ever going to happen? Like, it's been a while. Then he won St. Louis, so then all the hype went in that direction. And then there were a lot of question marks on Webb suddenly. Mm-hmm. At that point, I still wasn't convinced. Everyone kind of changed their tune on Tomac at that point because he finished fourth and moved forward to get there. He got lucky to finish fourth, though, so I wasn't there at that point. Yeah. Okay. At that point, I don't even know what I was thinking about the title because it was all a bit mismatch. Tomac came back at A2. Another thing that people have kind of overlooking is, oh, my God, oh, my God, Tomac started a season better than ever. Oh, my God, he never leaves the West Coast this good. Well, he had the red plate last year at this time like he has now and he lost the title still also actually in a press conference in Tampa mm-hmm. someone asked Webb someone asked everyone about going into Arlington and Webb went yeah Arlington's been good to us over the years I had a good race there last year Eli actually had the red plate at that point as well and I was like huh is that a nice I felt like that was a nice little not a dig but a nice little under the carpet from Webb going to everyone yeah he did actually get the red like because everyone seems to think that Webb won the title just by being there last year yeah but Tomac actually had the red plate half every year and he didn't DNF or something he just lost it yeah Webb was better he got beaten yeah so I feel like that was a nice and I feel like Tomac's the type of person where he'd hear that and frazzle him a little bit Mm. anyway basically 
after six weeks, I'm, I'm sold on Tomac being better than ever. Or not better than ever, but I'm sold on him not being the fragile little flower that he once was. But at the same time, I do think that there's still a chance that things could go sideways one of these weeks. Yeah. And at the same time, there's no way that you can write, out, write off Webb at this point because he is right there. He's 11 points down. Like, that's not a disaster at all. Out of the top three, Roxon is my biggest question mark. And I don't really know why. If you go off Oakland, San Diego, and Tampa, like the last three rounds now, there's not really been any spice at any of those. Okay. He's not been too spicy. Not too spicy. So that, he would be my biggest question mark out of the top three. Okay. Tomac starts us to the question mark. Uh, him, both him and Ferrandez have started going far inside, which people, seem to, people started arguing with me about this. Do you not agree? GPs are different because the way that the first corner is normally lined up with the gates, in, you line up one, two, three, four, five, like, because yeah. uh, Supercross and outdoors, you can line up in the middle and get the whole shot. That's kind of typically where the best guys go. Tomac started going to the inside, which in my mind is a, oh shit, I can't do starts. So I'm going to plop myself in this nice little safety net and then roll around the inside. And then everyone started going, oh no, no, no. That's the straight, it's a straight line to the first corner. That's a good move. But if you go in the middle of, the, if you go next to the box, that's a confidence move, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, I don't care who's next to me or whatever. I've, I can get a whole shot from here. Yeah. yeah. And Ferrandez started doing it well. So no, no coincidence. Tomac starts have gotten better though. So that could be a game changer and fix another one of his little issues. But then also confusing me because when the greats were first introduced in Supercross, that was kind of the thing that fixed Tomac stars. Like everyone was asking him about it and he was like, oh yeah, we've just got the bike really dialed in for the great compared to dirt starts. And now suddenly that's uh, not that's, working that's for him not again. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't really understand how you go backwards in that respect. Barsha's been better than people give him credit for. Yeah. Like move, he needs to, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks he's going to win the title. That's obviously a long shot. But, but he he's been there and thereabouts. Yeah. And he's actually in the hunt still, which by this point last year, he was long gone. Well, he was actually injured. Yeah. But he was long gone. And how good was that fourth of the weekend? Yeah. Exactly. And same as um, the fifth in Oakland, I think it was. And even San Diego. And actually, on Barsha, San Diego, when he battled with Tomac, he's been, giving, he's been getting quite a lot of crap for that because people have been saying like, oh, Tomac was going through him. Like, he's slowing up the race and that. I feel like it was important for Barsha to do that because... I think Tomac, Roxon, Webb, don't look at him, don't respect him, don't give him the same respect they would one of the other title contenders. Yeah. And I feel like Barsha going back at Tomac in San Diego was kind of a nice little... Little reminder. Of like, hey, I'm here. Like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. And I feel like he needed to do that. Because if he just let Tomac go after Tomac had slammed him in the corner before the finish, Tomac started that, then um, it kind of would have been a big mental shift. Yeah. But again, I don't look at Barsha as in this title fight, but he's in it enough to be respected. Is there, because um, obviously we heard from, from Barsha that he kind of went down to it, back to a stock bike. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when we hit Geneva in, in, in Paris, that was the talk. And then he slowly built it back up again. Anaheim won, obviously yeah, yeah. Came, came good. So, and it was St. Louis as well. He had a good race yeah, as well, didn't he? Yeah, second there. So, and he was ill. And he was ill. Do you see, obviously you've been speaking to Barsha, are we going to see improvements going forward or is this the best we've seen? I think he's good enough. He, okay. he just needs to improve his starts. But then his starts, his the bike starts setup, went away. Bike setup is good. He's, he's trying he's not happy to fuck it up. And everything yeah, else. He, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't happy round three, four, five, but then he fixed it again. Okay. Which you'd know had you read the interviews. Yeah, great. I don't need to. I've got you. Oh, yeah, well, that's the point. I yeah. did the interviews. Mm -hmm. So that's quite a good idea. Yeah. It's not employee evaluation. Who else is there to mention? Cincerello. Yeah, he's been good. He, he actually said to me, 
at one of the rounds. But if you compare his season to every other previous rookie, he's actually like far, far ahead where the recent rookies have been at this point, which is true because Hill, Plessinger, Osborne was injured last year, but still. Webb, when he was a rookie, if you look at all those guys, they were never nowhere near on this level at this point in the year. So he, de- I think he deserves a- more credit than he's getting and he's getting some flack purely on the basis of just a couple of mistakes. His height. Well, no, just what people expect from him because people expect more from him than they would have for pre- his predecessors. Okay. Uh, Obviously, it didn't help him winning Monster Cup. No, and it, also A1 didn't help him. It no. also hasn't helped him being fastest in every single practice. No. Because that's obviously where that's feeding the hype machine. Yeah. That's my rapid recap. Right. Nice. Also, how good was the 250 main event at Anaheim 2? Yeah, very good. So I actually like jumped out of my chair on the last lap because I was like, oh my God, what is going to happen here? But we've had that every week. Like, A1, the 450s are exciting. Yeah. St. Louis, the 250s are exciting because Ferrand is crashed at the beginning, so that kind of shook things up a bit. And it was exciting just because Roxanne won again. Yeah. A2, the 450s are a snoozer, but the 250s was the best race I've ever seen in my life. Glendale, every single race was amazing. Oakland, both main events were amazing. San Diego, both main events were amazing. So like, I genuinely had six weeks of like unreal Good racing. racing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy. Good. So looking forward. Um, yeah, we're closing the book on America now. Yeah, America's done. Thank you very much for wow. your input and thank you for going. Oh, no, you're, you are welcome. Okay. I didn't want to, but you made me. Okay. I don't think we can... Looking at MXGP this year, obviously we've had the Italian rounds, so we've been able to see some of the riders yep. in obviously the Italian rounds. Jazakonis has been looking good. Obviously, Caroli's just coming back. He sort of features in the third round of the Italian championship. I don't think we can take too much from Hawkstone, can we? Because it just turned into a bit of a, a mud bath. At and... the same time, though, the results were kind of what you'd expect. It's weird. Yeah. Weird, because you'd normally you'd think a mudder like that. Also, actually, do you want to know what really grinds my gears? Oh. Go on then. I put, I put the weather forecast up, as I do every single week, yeah. in my race control feature. Yeah. I now put the weather forecast at the bottom, because yeah. it's in, that is genuinely valuable information. Oh, I know what you're going to say, because I already got a message. So I was doing it in the week before Hawkstone, and I'll do it in a week before Matali, and I'll do it in a week before Valkyrie, and so yeah. on and so on. And I put rain, 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 what the forecast was. And people were commenting, oh, how do you know it's going to be a mudder? It's sunny here at the moment. And it's like, okay, Bob. It's nice to know it's sunny on a Tuesday. I'm talking about the race on Sunday, mate. Like, brilliant. Oh, oh, how do you know that it's going to be wet at Christmas? It's sunny at the moment. Yes, Bob, but it's fucking August. That's how the seasons work. So anyway, so I was kind of sat back in my chair in America, watching people slag me off for saying that Hawkstone was going to be a mudder. Yep. And I was thinking, if this is a mudder, I'm going to look fucking amazing. But if it's not, these people are going to be vindicated. I sat in my chair yep. with my extra, extra large Coke. Yep. America. Yep. And my Chipotle burrito. Yep. America. Watching. Open my laptop Sunday morning. Saw the puddles. And I was like, you were right, Lewis. Well done. Okay. But like literally the most ridiculous comment I've ever seen in my life. How do you know it's going to be a mudder? I live 10 minutes from the track and it's sunny at the moment. But it's fucking Wednesday. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Thanks for that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, I don't understand. I genuinely do not understand people. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit lost. I, obviously, I had... Made me, laugh, made me laugh. Like, I did laugh. Obviously, I had the issues last year with putting up a picture of me getting wet at Fat Cats and then the promoter of Fat Cats telling the ACU that I'm basically preventing people from going to the event because yeah, but it wasn't it's even so that. wet. It was people telling me that the weather for... Like, me 
judging the weather forecast was wrong. Like, I literally went on accuweather.com or whatever the website is, copied and pasted it, and then reported what the... Because that is a major part of an event. It's a huge not, part. Not, the race control feature I do is meant to be a program. It's meant to save you spending a fiver because you can save a link on your phone and you've got the entry lists of the numbers, the timetables, and the weather. So you can oh, go get my coat. It's meant to rain in five minutes. Like, yeah. Like, it's meant to be a program. So the weather's important. And in this sport, as every other sport, the weather is a major part. And I don't even care. Like, for, okay, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said it was going to be a mudder, blah, blah, blah. But don't tell me that it's not going to be a mudder because it's sunny on Wednesday. But brilliant. Yep, I think you've got your point. Yeah, I just now. don't understand these people. It's like I literally was sat in California going, oh my God, I've got to go back to that soon. Yeah, and we're glad to have you back. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't know what Bob was on. Nope, nope, let's leave Bob. Bob How do you know now? it's going to be mudder at Hawkstone? It's 25 degrees here. Yes, Bob, you're in fucking Tenerife. What do yep. you expect? You're not even near the track. Yeah, let's. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, it really pissed me off. <laughs> so what we did have a weekend, which is always, I feel, it, it, it's just a good insight into what is going to happen this year, is France. La Capelle. La Capelle. Interestingly, Hurlins won. Yeah, interesting. Yep. But it wasn't like a huge lead. It's probably like 16 seconds, I think, in Moto 2. But there are some interesting, I think, some interesting um, positions. Uh, I spoke to a couple of people who were there. Who did what? you speak to that was there? I can't. My sources. So I had to keep my finger on the pulse. No, but seriously, who did you speak to that was there? I'm not, I can't say. Because you're not texting Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not, you're not texting Roman, and you're well, not texting it, Sewer, and you're not texting Paul Ann. Well, and you... you don't know. Um, it's, it's good that I've got these relationships with people now where I've said, look, for God's sake, don't tell Lewis. Because what happens I if text... you tell Lewis, he then starts to get all territorial. When I woke up on Sunday morning after the first Italian round and saw the results, I just text Mitch Evans, not even a hello. I just text him in all capitals. I always believed in you. And he replied with, no, you didn't. Exactly. But it's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, if, exactly. he doesn't wanna be- if he doesn't want to take my belief. No, no. This is what happens. You come along on your bus and you have your little favorites on your bus. And then what happens is you try and then say, oh, oh, you've- I've always been a fan. No, you haven't. You threw them under the bus and then you reverse back over them. And then, as soon as it seemed to show a little bit of promise, you then go, oh, that door's open. Come on in. And now people understand it. Riders get it. But anyway, moving on. He was joking, by the way. We were I, I don't think he was. I, interestedly, February's looking really good the weekend. Mm. I've been told. Who do you speak to? I've been told that, and this is something actually to think about for MX Manager, when MX Manager is released. Because he was looking really, really good. The only thing what he's lacking at the moment is a little bit of bike time. But his speed and looking very, very good on the Kawasaki. So um, You mean a rider has got on a new bike and a new team and everyone suddenly thinks they're flying at the test track? No, no, no. Nothing, nothing like that. But basically, for part of the race, he was on Jeffrey. For, qu- for quite, a, quite, quite a big part of the race, he was on Jeffrey. And him speaking after was basically just tired bike time and everything else. Yeah, he is behind massively. Yeah. Because like, um, Riola was not good. That no, was... so, so if he can maintain what he's doing at the moment, then I think he could be, a, again, a surprise package okay. this year. So you've just lobbed that one up, fired it across the net. Yeah. Me with my tennis racket, I'm just going to fire it straight back to you. Okay. Friendly yep. game yep. of tennis. Hurlins has said all along yep. that 
he's not interested in winning the first couple of rounds of MXGP. That's not... He's thinking championship, and if he finishes fifth, fourth, third at the first five rounds, that's fine because he's looking to peak. Yeah, that, that's, that's, just, that's just brilliant talk yeah, coming okay, from okay, a champion. Yeah, fair enough. They know how fair to win champions. They can take enough, all enough. the pressure off of him fair and say, yes, I yes, expected okay, to come fair fifth. Fair enough. Yeah. La yeah. which I feel like La- Sunday yeah. was the first time that I'd seen proper photos of La Capelle. Yeah. I'm surprised so many people go there. It's a bit of an old, like it's a proper old school, sketchy little track. Maybe not sketchy, but it's like not St. John. No. Like it is an old school track. Yeah. Tiny little track. A, he would have been riding well, uh, well within his means. Yeah. B, that's not his strength anyway. And C, he wouldn't have, he would have just been doing just enough. I agree with you. Yeah, Fevra could be good. And it, it, I was impressed with what he did on Sunday because compared to the rest of the preseason races, like it was a massive step up. But I don't think you can read anything into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm just giving you my, um, you know, the Source? what was passed on to me. I'm still mad um, about Bob telling me that the weather was wrong. Yeah, I'm sure you are. So, a little rundown of the, of the overall. We had Hurlins, Sewer, Febre, Lasalle, Jonas, Paulan, Jacoby, Simpson, Lupino, Patrell, it's like, it's Bobrushev, like... Goal, Despre, Kulas, Stroibos, Steri, Decor. It's like in the 1990s in America when you'd ring the 1-800 number and it would mm-hmm. just tell you the results. And then... Welcome to MX5's 1995. From, from 18 onwards... Was, no, we don't, we don't need the results. It's fine. I, I'm t- we've seen the results. Yes. And for those people who haven't seen no, them... We've, we've <laughs> fine. We've seen the results. In the bottom half, we've no, got it's fine. Petrov, Charlier, oh my God. Vlandrin, Pichon. Yes, brilliant. Okay. Then when you No, get- it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, we don't need the results. Everyone, if you want the results, head to mxvice.com and click the results and then you'll know what's going on. Right. You, 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 you can paint a picture with the conversation. If you let me finish, I'm just going on to literally what I t- was going to talk about, but you just keep rudely interrupting me. So, Shryboss has obviously got back on the bike. He's got his privateer effort. It looks like he's a little bit behind everybody else at the moment. And with Matt harsh. Oh, just He was good at Hawkstone. In the rain. I, I think we've just got to take... Okay, okay. You've lobbed that one up. Yeah. You like, okay, you so like, Matali like, could be well. No, like, yeah. no. no. Well, you like Adam Sterry, don't you? Yep, he didn't have the, the best. He's behind Strybos. Yeah. So what have you got to say about him? Nothing. Because I don't think Strybos did badly. And okay. I don't think Sterry did badly. But okay. you're, you're shitting on Strybos. So do you want to shit at your, on your friend Sterry? I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just saying it's that just interesting harsh. results. I don't know. Okay. A bit dodgy. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're, we're 10 days away from the first round of GP. That, that is the last potential race. And that these guys are going to have. It is the last race. Exactly. No potential. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to oh. go out on Sunday or whatever. But, but what I'm saying is that that last weekend is a very good indication into what we're going to see at Matali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks for your input. Oh, well, you, really you now, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you. I, so now that you've done listing the results, you're ready for me to talk. Well, no, because you're just in. You're in one of your moods, aren't you? To just shoot me down <laughs> no, at every I'm not. opportunity. I'm just built, it, oh, no, God, you're not. I forgot. You don't like conversation, do you? you no, I do like conversation. It's just you. Sometimes you just turn into being a dick. See, I'll tell you what has impressed me. Okay, Jacoby. Yeah, I'm quite surprised because he Jacobi. was not uh, again. The first Italian round was not good at all. No, not and somehow great. he's actually turned sin- quite good since then. I wouldn't expect him to be that high. And that's actually happened at a few races now, so that's a consistent thing. Paul Lan as well. Yeah. Because I was ready to... I won't say that, that's a bit harsh, but the first couple of, again, the first couple of preseason races weren't good, but La Capelle was a step in the right direction. Okay, what do we look into... So forget 
MXGP. I don't think you want to talk about MXGP. Okay, so after reading the results, that's it. Well, I, you know, I think some of the cool things what we can see is that Seaware is is there or thereabouts. I think he's going to quietly go about his business this year, and um, he's going to he's going to put in another consistent charge, and I think he's going to be top three again at the end of the championship. Everyone is sleeping on Sewer way too much. So I rate Sewer, maybe not. I rate I rate Sewer alongside Fevra. And if you want to put Sewer ahead of Fevra, that's fine by me. I will let you take. I will let you do that. Put what? Sewer above Fevra in your little rankings. The one of the the biggest things was was for me is the consistency of him, his speed. Hundred and ten GPs in a row. Exactly. Blimey. And that stat. It, for me, it, it tells you that you can't bet against him from being there or thereabouts at the end of the year. While everybody else has good days, bad days, injuries and stuff like that, speaking he's of injuries, always going to be there. Speaking of injuries, yeah, a two-part point. A lot of people have picked up on this whole starting the season slow isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world because of what happened last year with Herlin, Sewer and Koldenoff being the top three at the last round. Yep. Because they all started the season injured, or in Herlin's case, not there at all and had to build up and skip were there at the end. So a lot of people have caught on to that. And even in America, Wilson said that he was heading to A1 after riding for like two weeks after dislocating his hip. And his motivation for going to A1 was what Koldenoff did last year because he turned up at round one and wasn't ready and then built himself up, built himself up. So like that is really catching on. I don't know if that's really a thing or if we're just like believe the hype in the moment, but Mm -hmm. fair enough. Uh, Secondly, We've got quite a few injuries pre-season. So many that I'm actually struggling to think of them all off the top of my head. Okay, but you've seen that Prado, interesting, back on the bike this week. If I'm a Prado fan from the UK, right? let's just say I've pulled my Prado t-shirt out of the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. It's sat on the ironing board. I'm not ironing it yet. I'm not ironing it yet. But I am ready to iron it. You know he's going to be there round one. You know. I I don't. I can't. mm. No. I, I don't care what you've heard, what you've not heard. Made He's a few, there. I made a few phone calls yesterday. He is there. No, round one. not definitely. But it's not out of the question. Yeah, if he's back riding and he can ride around and pick up 10 points, he'll do it. I, I don't know why you're... I, it's not definite. Yeah, but, but I'm there saying... There is a chance. Yeah, I've heard nothing, but it makes sense. He's back on a bike, he's riding. No, um, I have heard something. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. I, I'm like, this isn't my idea. It's not definite, but there is a chance. But there is a chance, right, okay. <laughs> But, but also, we got Olsen Hand, Bosrami Hand, Watson Hand. Koldenoff was injured, which went under the radar in January, I think. I don't know what. And okay. he was obviously fine for Porkstones. It's not a big thing, but he had a little hiccup. Yeah. Vlandering did the meniscus in his knee. He's yep. fine now. He's racing. There's loads. Who else is there? There's some, I feel like there's an MXGP rider I'm forgetting. Weirdly, though, all of these riders are fine for round one. So it's not even that big a deal. But they're not coming in 100%. But there's a lot of February hiccups. Yeah. Not major things, but just little issues. Okay, one of the things which I want to talk about is Rene Hoffer. Oh, choo-choo. Yeah. What do you think? Choo-choo. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's looking good. Actually, I'll tell you this as well. The common consensus that I'm getting from... I've had this from multiple riders and multiple industry people in the last two months. If KTM win the MX2 title with Vial or Longshot Hoffer this year, then... That is like, uh, what would you say? That is a good way to kill the motivation of every other MX2 team. Yeah. Because, Jesus, like, if they can take Vial and win a title with him, not even two years. Well, well I mean, will we two years? Finishing ninth in the MX250. Yeah, if they can take, turn him in, into a champion two years after that, 
then what's everyone like? It's, everyone else might as well stay home, and eh? Yeah. But obviously, their bikes are a major part of that. Yeah. But Jesus. The program they have. It seems is... like Jesus. Like Jesus. They could do with someone else winning. MX2 could do with another team winning purely because I feel like there will be a lot of eye rolls if KGM do it again. Uh, the, the fact that he, he finished a sec- second literally behind Gertz. Who? Hoffer? Yeah. I thought he beat him, didn't he? Uh, not in race two, I think. Oh, overall, I think he beat him because he got third and uh, Gertz got fourth. Yeah. But the fact that we're, we're kind of, he's there or thereabouts. Don't forget as well, there were, I think it, was that right? Yeah, from what I heard, KGM didn't want him to go to MX2 this year. They wanted him to keep learning. He was the one pushing to go up. Wow. Just think, if he'd stayed down like KGM had asked, where would he be going into MX2 next year as a rookie? He'd be jumping right in and like be re- ready, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, we can look at these, these, these results all day. I, just, I think there's just some, some interesting... There's just some interesting results there. Nathan Crawford uh, got third in one race. Beaton, second. Beaton's good. Yeah. Beaton's, und- Beaton's overlooked. Beaton is in. And in the super final, Vial was basically the top MX2 rider. Beaton, Sean Simpson, Gertz, Bobrashev, Beaton, Crawford, Desperate, I'm, Coolis, I'm big on Beaton. Crawford. I'm big on Beaton. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, I'm big on Beaton. Yeah. So uh, one thing, I, I'm gutted I'm missing round one, but I'm very, very excited about what's coming up. So even though it will be so in Boston... So basically, you're, miss, you're, you're, you're gutted to be missing round one, but you're looking forward to the season starting in Volkenswagen. Yeah, well, for me. But no, I've got to be honest. Even though there's a few injuries and everything else, just what a, what a result for Steve Dixon and UK having the first round, you know, this year with so many good riders, literally so many different riders in MX2 that could possibly go out and win. It's, it's going to be awesome. On that note, we're going to take a break. Hold that thought, Lewis. Okay. And um, we'll be back in five. The MX Vice Show. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. We're back once more. Thank you very much to uh, everyone supporting the show. I know I've gone about all these people who support us, but trust me, without these guys supporting us, MX Vice wouldn't be alive. If you're looking for new wheels, Look at Talon. If you're looking for suspension bits and pieces, look at Technical Touch KYB. Thanks to those guys, for, you know, being behind us. Nice to have Lewis back in the uh, the UK. He's done nothing but moan since he's been here. I don't know whether it's the weather or uh, he's playing havoc with his um, suntan. I don't know. Are you okay, Lewis? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I just found out the rental car company from California has charged me twice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Amazing when you've got that much money that they can charge you twice. Well, actually, it went over my limits. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just sorting that out. <laughs> okay. Um, it's good to catch up on Supercross in all things, you know, pre-season MXGP. I'm super buzzed about what's coming up. It's going to be a great season. Super buzzed. Super buzzed. Buzzed? Buzzed. Oh. Buzz. Buzz. 
Yeah, I'm buzzing. Yeah. This this year, I think, is on paper, it's going to be, just like Supercross, it's going to be one of the best years. Are you going to watch from America? Because what would the time, how would the times work out? Actually, no, it'd be like 3 a.m., wouldn't it? Uh, and again, East Coast. Oh, yeah, true. So it'd be like 7 a.m. Yeah. yeah, it'd be fine. I, I expect my wife would be asleep and I can get out, watch some, watch some motocross, and then away we go. Oh. Take her out for a nice dinner as I'm watching the results. Have you got an MXGP TV pass yet? Uh, no, I'm hoping Samantha might hook me up, as she usually does each year. So um, I did actually buy my Supercross pass. Yeah, you did. So for anybody who thinks that we get free passes to everything, we don't. I do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I did give you my login. I'm not sure. You you just you were struggling and then just randomly decided nah, to pay. It was, I don't know what was going on. But in the end, I just thought, you know what? Oh, I'm going to buy it because it's worth it. So I did. Right. We're at a swing of things. But usually, for those who are new to this podcast show, we've got one more format, I guess, because uh, we usually do a little bit about what's going on, MXGP or whatever. We have... Ask MX Vice questions, and then we have MX Manager at the end. It's actually the Liat Ask Vice Anything section. Yeah, we've not introduced it yet. Not bad. Oh. So one thing which I should say is listen for the MX Manager part of this show, um, because we have got some amazing things to talk about, some great announcements, and trust me, you're going to be as excited as we are about MX Manager this year. So before we go any further, let's hear from um, Liat. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Ask Vice Anything, brought to you by Liat, my favorite part of the show. I'm hoping there's good questions this week, Lewis. Oh, yeah, there is. Okay, shoot. Oh, you want me to go straight into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Phil G on Facebook uh, said, after the showings at the preseason races, do you see a clear favorite in either class and who of the 450 rookies looks to be the strongest so far? Okay, favorite in the class. Um, Yeah. All day. Yeah, I know you'd like to do them all day. Why would you ever bet against him? I don't know. Um, would you like to bet anything on it? No. No? No. No? Okay. No. I'll bet everything I own. Everything you own. Okay, yeah. so that's a, what, a 55 Reg Ford Fiesta? Yep. And a couple of hoodies? Yep. Excellent. Right, so that on Hurlin's winning. Yep. Good. Uh, anybody else? Um, well, MX2? Uh, no, there isn't a clear favourite in MX2. You can't say that. You can say there's a slight favourite, but there definitely isn't a clear favourite. What, as an Olsen? I think you'd say Vial, wouldn't you? Olsen's injured, so okay. if you're going off preseason races, right? I mean, Olsen's going to be fine, but yeah. if you're going to go off preseason races, Olsen would be my favourite, though. Okay. How far away is he from recovering from injury? Well, he's racing Matley, so. Okay, so, he, so he's, he's back from Matley, but he's percentage-wise? I don't know. Oh, sorry, I thought, again, oh. <laughs> again, I thought you were a journalist. No, he's going to be back. He's gonna, ah. he, he will be practising before Matley. Okay. So that's something. Right, cool. Regarding rookies, is Mitch Evans. Yeah, there's no one even close, is there? I don't think so. Not He's, so far, anyway. He is lighting it up. What a guy. What a guy. Jamie Colebrook said, will it ever stop raining? No. This fucking rain, honestly. I'm not used to it. Has it been raining much here? Has it been raining much here? <laughs> it's not stopped. My Kawasaki career has ground to a halt. I've managed to get out once, which is around Ched Air. And when I went around Ched Air, there was not much air going on because I was just wading about um, in puddles. I don't know if this helps but we actually didn't have a single drop of rain the entire time we were in California. That's, that's nice for you. <laughs> Does that help? Yeah, no, this rain is never going to stop. We've never it's... had that before. Every other year we've gone, it's rain. This year, there wasn't one day of rain. No, no one cares. Okay. No one cares. We're on about what's happening here. It is just an absolute shit show. Wow. It is. But according to my Matterly weather forecast earlier, it will stop for next weekend. Brilliant. I'm in America. Okay, so yes, Jamie, we share your do frustration. Jamie, do you reckon Jamie meant to send that into BBC News? or No, uh, oh. he's just literally saying it how it is. Okay. Cal Crossland26 on Twitter yep. said, will you ever bring in handicaps for MX Manager? 
Now, last year, I said to James, I think we need to do handicaps for MX Manager. And James said it's far too complicated. But it seems I might have been a bit ahead of my time. Because there's a couple of questions for that. Really? Yeah. Okay. James told me it was too complicated and no one would ever understand. Okay. I like handicaps, but not this year. Maybe next year. Okay, so on that note, let's, let's, let's talk about this. No, no, um, might be a bit early. No, 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 no. I just I would like to know what handicaps would you bring in? Well, that's an odd question. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, just give every rider a handicap. Instead of a price, you give them a handicap. Right. I can't, I'm not going to go through the handicap that I would give yeah, I'm every not fucking, rider. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. Just fucking money. You just don't understand. <laughs> you literally do not understand it. I, I just think it complicates the issue. Well... Okay. A lot of people have said that having manufacturers on MX Manager has complicated the issue because they have no idea how that works. <laughs> well, we... I did have a message about that this ah, week. Okay, yeah. that's cool. We can talk about that a little bit. The, should we talk about it now or not? No. Or is that a question? No, it's not a question. Okay. Mike K15. Actually, it's a Cal Cross on 26. I'd like to see handicaps, but not this year. Mike K59 said, Lewis, are you going to lose the American accent? I wish I had an American accent. My voice is shit. Yeah. Tommy said, actually, didn't he, when he was in here, that he hate, he would listen to like the podcast, but he doesn't like the sound of my voice. But I'm with him. I, I can't be hate that. My voice is terrible. Well, at least you're not from the West Country. Yeah. Um, Could be worse. Jack L. Hyde said, how are we doing with the European Supercross series? It's, how, how are you doing with... Have you been... Six foot been under promoted? where it belongs. Yeah. Okay. It's never going to happen. Uh, the only time... The only I've time... heard things. Have you? I swear. I don't know where I would have heard that. Yeah. Someone told me that Paris and Geneva might into a series. I can't see that happening. No, the, only, the only time I might I, have just imagined it. Yeah, probably. The only, the only thing I can see happening is the AMA bringing over around over to Europe. Hmm. That's it. Jack L. Hyde also asks, what is more beneficial for MX Vice? LP doing six weeks of West Coast Supercross or six GPs in Europe? I think beneficial for... Great question. Um, but I don't think we look at this as a stats thing. I think we look at this as about a mental health issue for the rest of the team. Having Lewis in America is good for everyone. It just means that there's been, you know, we've dealt with quite a lot with MX Vice over the last six weeks. And let's just say it's been easier without him here. Because he's not, you know, he's great at some things, but being a morale-boosting positive presence in the team, I would not actually uh, say he is. Someone's so, got to keep it real. Yes. So um, Lewis could keep it so real that you possibly wouldn't even get out of bed in a day. I will, say, <laughs> I will say this. I think there's more interest on MX Vice for Anaheim 1 than there is for the first round of MXGP. Yeah. Which is understandable because Anaheim 1 is not just the kickoff of Supercross. It's the kickoff of global racing for the year. So, yeah. I mean, like, like by the time the first round of MXGP starts, we have had nine weeks of racing. So it's not like we're finally getting what we've been waiting for for months. Because we're kind of already in the swing of the season, if you get, catch my drift. Yeah, I, I think uh, if, you, if you are looking at this from a stats point of view, then the American industry and Supercross is, is way, way bigger than MXGP and what's going on in Europe. And, and that, that's literally from a monetary point of view. That's from a statistic point of view. It's just at the moment, it's a way bigger entity than um, MXGP. So... If we were an American website or an American-based website and we had a history and relationships, then it would be way more beneficial for us and Lewis to be literally just doing the whole Supercross in, in outdoor series and us kind of stepping away from MXGP. But however, because we're based in Europe and we have the relationships we do, and um, there is, I definitely think, a niche in what we do by specializing in MXGP, then for the moment... Lewis has to stay put. Yeah, but no, it makes sense I was doing the West Coast Supercross because there's what, if I wasn't in America for six weeks, there would be nothing on MX Vice for six weeks. 
Because well, it'll just be an extension of my off-season. Because, yeah, I can post highlights from the Supercross and the press conference from the Supercross, but that's, fu- like, that's nothing. Like, yeah. It's just it's basically going to be six weeks of pain for the business. Well, it's not pain. It's pain for everybody else. I mean, yeah. you've got Hawkstone and La Capelle. Yeah. So what have we got to... But even that, that's at the end of... Uh, I mean, like, you, you could go over and do the Italian Championship, but it starts so early. Yeah, but even that, that's so like You're still looking at... I could still do a month in California and then come back to those races. Yeah. But, and then it's always weather dependent and, and so on and so on. So it's a, for us going to California, um, we usually, we, our costs are usually covered by advertising and deals for content marketing that we do by going over there. So it doesn't cost us any money. And also we get some great content. We get to build more relationships. It's, it's a win-win at the moment. So as it is, we'll continue. It's the, be- the benefits there of, of it's doing good for, for six our, rounds. I think it's good as well because a lot of European media are very public in their resentment of the American series and American riders and all of that. Yeah. Like, oh, like they favor MXGP very strongly, whereas I like both. Yeah. I'm... And you're allowed to like both, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, we're just lucky that we've got two great series. Yeah. Little Chris Camp said, now we've had some preseason races. What are your thoughts on some of the riders who moved up to the 450 class and will the likes of Crowley, Feverett or guys at rival hurling? I think Mitch Evans is going to be, at this point, I think he's definitely going to be push it for top five yeah. yeah i think he is but really he should be he possibly he can he can push for top five top 10 would be a, a great result that the mxgp class this this year is absolutely stacked i i heard from uh from Ustream that they have 38 oat riders from teams in there why were you talking to Ustream about that it doesn't matter oh. and they've only got two spaces left for each gp to put riders in so even if like teams want to extend riders now within there, it wouldn't make any difference. There's no, no, no places left. So I can't remember. Can you remember Lewis, the last time that they had this problem? Yeah, last year. What, MXGP? Yeah, because last year you were doing the entries for JWR and they contacted you and said, James, you need to do the entries for JWR because we've literally got like two spaces left. Yeah, I know. But then it came to the, the year and there was a few, you know, it wasn't 40 we've, people. We had, no, we've had four gates last year. We had lots of full gates last year. Yeah, but I think that was made up by the countries that we went to, by like, uh, you know, world, world oh, car know. riders. I don't know. But to have 38 OAT... Yeah, it's decent, isn't it? It's very decent. Yeah. And not only that, but the quality of the top 20. Amazing, isn't it? Well, you, you've got to look at these things. And it, you know, people like Strybos, Landeran, Thomas Covington. I mean, they're going to struggle to be in the top 20 this year, do you think? No. No? You think Vlanderen's going to struggle to be in the top 20? Vlanderen listens. No, I'm not. just like Cal- Calvin. Calvin, I'm not. That has not come from me. Jesus Christ! No, but there's a there's a take for you, right? Well, think of it this way: if there's a fit, fit everybody's fit. The rider, top ten, maybe, but they'll fill it in around like 12, 13, 14. Okay, but what, uh, ha, right, I'm, that isn't like a. Uh, like or Cal- even Calvin's not good enough for. To- I'm not saying Calvin's not good enough for top twenty. No, but even if all they- I'm saying is that some of the rookie riders coming up. If they get 22nd or 23rd, the 20, 21 riders in front of them are bloody good riders. Yeah. Like, Laren Arga's going to struggle to score points if you want to talk about... That's what I'm, I'm yeah. not... I'm Better not, example. I'm not trying to be, like... You're very negative today. You're very fucking negative. <laughs> no, you're very negative with your no, Schreiboss comment earlier. I'm, I'm not being negative. I'm just, I'm just saying that this Maybe is you the, need six weeks in California. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that the top 30 riders in the world this year are unreal like quality the top 30 in mxgp this year is ridiculous i've never like there's never been that strength in depth yeah 
And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying for, for a rider to finish 25th, 24th, it's, it's not fucking bad. That's great. Not great though, is it? It is against the quality of riders. It's not like before where you just swing up around and you get 21st because there's only 20 people in front of you. This is different this year. This, the, honestly, you know, if... if you where know, the hell's Boutron going to fit in? Exactly. The, the, you know, this isn't about sort of pulling Strybos apart or anybody else apart. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is that the top 25 in the GPs this year in MXGP, they are good, better than good. They're great. You know, it's fast. There are going to be riders which are going to be scratching their heads in 25th, 26th and just thinking, fuck, I give everything and I've got 25th. Breaking news, James Burfield calls MXGP class fast. You're a dick. You're just in a dick, <laughs> dick mood. Next fucking question. Let's get this over and done with. That was going funny. Absolutely. I, I, honestly, before I said that, I knew that was going to happen. Every time he comes back from a fucking America, it's like this. Every I time. can remember this time last year, you were an utter dick for about three weeks. I knew, but before I even said that, I was like, this is going to break him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking broke. Next. Um, oh, we didn't answer the second part of Chris Cam's question. Oh, what was the second part? Um, will the likes of Crowley Feverer or Geyser rival Hurlins? I think. The one thing that I have changed from preseason is I would have got beforehand, I was saying Hurlins, Caroli, Geyser was my pecking order of power rankings. Yeah. Now I would go Hurlins, Geyser, Caroli. Yeah. Especially at the start. I'm still a bit iffy on the whole season, but at the start, I'm expecting it to be that. I, I genuinely, as much as I know that the top 25 are going to be stacked, I generally don't know what the distance is going to be between, say, first and fifth. Like, are we talking like tens of seconds or are we talking, talking a couple of seconds 45, in the race? 45 seconds. Okay. So, but yeah, then... but then, A minute. Okay. But when you start to think Hurlins, Hiroli, Geyser, Fevre, Paulan, who else am I missing? Why are you putting Paulan in that group? It's over! I mean, maybe it's not over, but... Okay. Prado? Prado, Evans... Coldenoff? Coldenoff, Jesus Christ. What, do you want more names? Oh, Sewer. Tonus, maybe. Tonus, yeah. If you want to, I guess. Jonas? Fuck me, Jonas, Jazakonis. Do you see what I mean? The top 10 straight, like, I don't know. The Sal. I mentioned him. Sorry. But do you know what I mean? This is, I'm fucking excited. I am really, really excited because between the top five and the top 10 is like, the the top 10 are like top five. And I don't know. This this year is just going to be so, so good. You're really bringing a positivity today, aren't you? And I said you were negative before, but wow. Right, come on, next question. Um, Carl Deboise. Colder Boyce, Colder Boise, said uh, on Instagram, uh, now Lewis is back from his holiday, can we get into some MXGP talk? Uh, not a holiday. It was a fucking holiday. It was Honestly, if anybody else tells me he's gone to work, he went to fucking Disneyland. No, Universal Studios. Whatever. Then and had, that and if you follow him on Instagram, he would have added, gone to St. Monica Pier. No, Universal... Did you go go-karting? No. Universal Studios was work. You went golfing. Universal Studios was work. Oh, did whatever. Yeah. It was work. I was with an athlete. I was building relationships. The only, yeah, whatever. I was getting, I was actually, as I was bobbing along on a Jurassic World ride, I was digging for, for quality insight. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He had a nice six weeks holiday all paid for uh, by the company. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so he is the company anyway. So he, he Basically, yeah. See Wilkins 100, loving the British MX shows with different riders. Can't Lewis just stay in America? Bit harsh. Kind of got an agree. Bit harsh. Um, the last uh, few British uh, podcast shows have been quite good. Um, something a little bit different to this. I uh, like the first one the best. Tom Neil. Yeah. How come? I don't know. All right. I like Tom Neil. I'm actually surprised I mean, you I actually listened to him. I mean, I only listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So that's the way you need. Yeah. 
I think all three have been have been a little bit different, oh. different types of people in different backgrounds and stuff. But we've um, how many mistakes do you make per, on average per episode? Like uh, how many times does the rider have to correct you? Not many. Hey, Rob. It's funny because um, usually uh, what I've worked out is it depends on who you're talking to, mm. and it seems to bring the best out in you. So when I'm doing this show, it's an utter, utter shit show because yeah. I've got to work with you. Hmm. But then when I'm talking to other people, it seems to be fine, Rob. Okay. Rob said that uh, he usually edits them in 10 minutes. You know what that means? I'm pushing you to be the best version of you. No, you're not. <laughs> the only good thing is uh, we got Rob Andrews in the studio tomorrow, former motocross rider. That's why I'm doing a podcast today because he was more important than me, apparently. Absolutely he is, yeah. yeah. And he has a new a book out. The book is absolutely fantastic. Well, you've read it? Yes. Cover to cover. Yes, cover to cover. Jesus, that is a really, chunky one as well. Seriously, really, really good book. What's so, your favorite um, part? <laughs> honestly, well, I know a little bit about Rob's career anyway because um, I'm actually featured in the book. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What page? I don't know what page. I'm not. I don't. I'm not like you, which remembers those things. But so basically, I gave Rob back his M. Robert Team Green shirt, um, which he gave to me at Farley Hunkford. So I kept it in pristine condition. And then when I learned that Rob never had any of those shirts back, never had any of those shirts left, I gave him his uh, original one back. So he's in the studio tomorrow. We, next week, we've got a space, which I'm hoping to be filled by either Jake Shipton or Elliot Banks-Brown, depending on when either of them I are like, back. I was going to bring Elliot the other day, because I haven't spoken to him in ages. I like Elliot. Thanks. There's other British writers I don't like. F- thanks for your input. <laughs> and then the week after, we've got Gareth Hockey coming in again and talking to uh, talking to us about the um, what he's doing with uh, the British Youth Championship. So, um, yeah, it's going quite well, a British uh, podcast show. While I was in America, I learned that there's a British championship writer who hates my guts. What, another one? Shocker. No, there's only one. Oh. I'm not even sure why. I've always been nice, but here we go. Okay. Right, next question. Sorry, I was just a bit emotional. That's fine. Know. Lee Ford. On Instagram said, when is the next British MX show? Uh, that's going to be Friday. It's going to be out, and that's with Rob Andrews. Okay, thanks for that. At Bertie VLB said, are Ben and Yago riding star Yamaha bike? No. They N- probably wish they were. No, but isn't Yago using a star racing Yamaha engine? I uh, can't remember. I think that was a Nations thing, wasn't it? Uh, nope. Uh, oh, you were out of touch. No, he up in America. I oh, my I fucking God. I don't God. know what these fuckers are up yeah, to. Yeah, uh, by the way, yeah, so um, I can chip in on that oh. one because, uh, yeah, finger on the pulse and all that sort of stuff. Yes, I do believe that Yago will be using a star racing Yamaha. I'm going to send... And is already mm-hmm. testing it. I'm going to send a text to see if you're wrong. But it's engine. Okay, so not a star Yamaha. Christas said, have you ever been riding in Latvia? Thanks for taking an interest in River Christas. No. no, but would like to. I wouldn't. I'm retired. I would actually, I'd, I would like to ride Kegums. Kegums is a cool track. Yeah. Bit sandy for me. And bit rough. And jumps. And long. And there's a lake that I'd end up in. I would definitely ride it. If I was given an invitation to go to Latvia and ride, I'd love to ride some of the tracks in oh. Latvia. There's also, um, as you're going uh, towards Kegums, there's a track on your right-hand side, isn't there? Yeah. That looked quite good. I'll ride anywhere. I just love riding. I don't. Greeno56 on Instagram said, who's the best up-and-coming British rider who could get a factory ride in the next five years? AJ Wade. Fair shout. Fair yeah, shout. I think he's going to do good things. He's on the, the Atashi team this year. He's going to have good people around him. Um, It'll be either him or Joel Rizzi, will it? There's not really anyone else, is there? No, I think younger than that, there is a, there's a couple of good young kids coming through. Josh Spinks talked about um, a couple of, couple of kids coming through when he's teaching. Oh, where so, did you talk um, about that? Oh, that was on the British podcast. Oh, show. where can I find that? Uh, on iTunes. Oh, wow. BMX Vice iTunes. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks for informing me. No, no problem. Look at that. Just supporting your show there. 
Thanks. About time you've done something of support. Stevie B, 1988, said Watson's preseason. A uh, little hand problem, but it'll be fine for Matt Lee. And he was yeah. looking good in Italy. Yeah, really good. Thomas SB93 said, Will Glenn Coldenoff take the next step with Ryan Hughes as his trainer? That was just a one off, wasn't it? Nope. It's now Hughes is spending the next four months in Europe. Really? Yeah. I don't mm. know if that means he's going to fly to Argentina. I don't know, but maybe um, Glenn's paying well. Must be. Mm. Sure, the bonus checks cash quite nice. Actually, I know what he made from bonuses for the end of last year. Yeah. And yeah, they cash quite nicely. Yeah. No, so, that'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. I don't, think it'll, I don't think it will necessarily take him to new heights. Well, let's look at this. Because obviously he's had the nation show and he's had the last few GPs, which he's done well. Uh, I think you called him an opportunist. An opportunist. Yeah. So, uh, but he definitely took his opportunity with both hands. He's shown that he can ride up front and he's fast and everything else. If he's investing in the first four months with Ryan, then I think Glenn is, is putting everything he can into winning this title. I've just remembered a hot take I've got. Oh, okay. Right. So riders, some riders, a lot of riders, some riders are a bit mental. We're all bit, we're all bit mental when we ride, aren't we? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like, mental anyway. So. Everyone's got their little quirks and their little things like confidence things and superstitions and stuff, right? Yeah. So Cold Enough has been testing on a KTM all winter. An yeah. orange KTM. He's going to be riding that KTM with gas gas plastics. Right. Right? Follow me? It'll yeah. be red. Yeah. Same bike. So all of the testing he's done will work. Fine. That's yeah. good. Do you not think when he's sat on the line at Matley and he's bent over the front number plate on the start and he sees a red front mudguard, that could fuck with your head a little bit and he could be like, hang on, this isn't the bike I've been riding for the last... Yeah, but are you, you saying that the first time he's going to see a red mudguard, is it Matley? No, but I'm, it's, it will be new enough. Like, I, I could imagine that is a case where you could end up second-guessing yourself a little bit. Really? Mm. I may or may not have spoken to a couple of people about this. Yeah. He said it's not the wildest idea I've had. Okay. Which well, I don't, that either speaks volumes for the rest of my ideas or this one. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go with that sounds pretty wild. But yeah. You, yeah. I have a note because I'm the same. I, like, I, I'm not pointing just to cold enough saying it's a head case. Like, I'd be the same when I ride up. Yeah. Like you being a, a, what, fucking East Kent 18th place rider. Yeah. You no, would have had the, the problem. Same, no, but I think it's the same for everyone. Everyone's got Fuck their... Me, I don't even know how you can put that in the same <laughs> no, sentence. No, but everyone's got their same, their little quirks, haven't they? Yeah, you're mental. <laughs> I know, I wouldn't... I, I'm going to ask him about that. Yeah, yeah, do it. And then just let us know how the answer goes. There's something to that, I think. Or could be. Well, if there isn't, you're going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Why report on real news when you can make the news yourself? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Nick Schoenfelder, 734, said, any information about Brian Moreau? No, not at the moment. We're just no, everyone's man. waiting. It'll be the end of the week, yeah. I think. Fingers crossed it's positive news and um, everybody here wishes Brian um, a speedy recovery. Yeah, I think we're Friday we'll learn more or around the end of the week. Until then, it's just waiting for the swelling to go down, so... Yeah, I don't think like all hope is lost. So, Origin Meester 97 said, How will Thomas Covington do in MXGP? I think it's going to be tough. Like I said, the top 20, the top 25, including Thomas in that top 25, Calvin, Kevin, and everybody else who's in that top 25, it's going to be tough. Get, actually, getting points this year is, is going to be hard. And I, I, I think there's going to be opportunities for people, you know, people go down on the start or whatever, but uh, it's just going to be tough. Anybody who's coming into to that class in a rookie year, it's probably the worst every year to come in as a rookie. Because every other year that when there's been 30 riders on the line or 25 or you get to Thailand and there's 21. Uh, we're not going to Thailand. I'm sorry. Or um, Indonesia and you get 21. It, 
those it looks like that's not it's, this year's not going to be one of those years. I've just realized we've made a horrible mistake. Oh, why? When we've been asked about rookies and stuff. Yeah. Prado, obviously. Yeah. We didn't mention him. No, but that's kind of a cert, isn't it? Yeah. And just because he's injured, I, he's not really on my. Yeah, but let's, let's face it, Prado's going to come in and do great things. Yeah, this Prado year. will be ahead of Mitch Evans. Yeah. But that's not a slight on Mitch Evans. No, 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 not at all. But Prado is going to really shake up that class this year. Also, if he does race Matley and builds himself up, very similar to the start to a 450 career that Hurlins had. True. Yeah, Covington will do all right. I'd, but anyway, here's a question. Um, does Prado do better in his rookie season than Hurlins did in his rookie no. season? Hurlins ended up second in a championship and won a shit ton of GPs. Okay. So the only way that Prado can do that is if he wins a world title. Right. Okay. So you think that he's not going to um, match that? What? You, you, think, you mean... Two weeks after breaking his femur, he's going to win the world title? No, unfortunately, no, I don't. Okay, but you don't think he can get second either? No. Okay, cool. If he was healthy, maybe. Okay, sure. He's coming in after a broken femur. Right. Don't even need to explain that one, too. Sure, yeah. Um, We've all got our opinions. uh, Commenton, the one thing that I think we need to remember is he's coming off Epstein Barr and all of that. That doesn't just go. I genuinely think it would be a case of still building himself up for the first half of this year. Like, even Darian, when I was talking to him in America, he said he even, this was like the second week of January, he wasn't over it like he was over it like it wasn't in his system anymore but it was still a long old road to like build yourself back up and get a motor so. yeah I mean we, we, we've not spoke to, to Thomas yet but it'd be really interesting to hear about you know what he's going through and how far along that line he is because um, like you say he, he may have got over the Epstein bar but yeah I'd imagine it's out of his system now but that's that's half a battle but at the same time he has to build up his uh, you know his you know freaking stability, stamina, everything once more to get to a point where actually he can, he can put in 40 minutes. Anthony Rodriguez yes, on Instagram asked, should I focus on the USA or MXGP? USA. I mean, as a privateer. USA, yeah. You bright, can make bright. some decent money on, conting- on contingency in America. Yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't rule out the idea of him being a filling rider in MXGP at some point. No, sure. and I think, I think if that option comes up, just grab it with both hands. But it, it, if, if you're a realist at, at the moment, um, and there's no reason he can do a great job coming in, but at the same time, I think he's got a really good opportunity to try and smash outdoors as well in America. I like Anthony. Me too. Good rider. Ben Croft, 74. Top three for MXGP round one. For MXGP? Yep. Okay, so let's go Hurlins. Yep. I'm going to go Hurlins. Guys are cold enough. Hmm. I'm going to go... See, I want to leave Crowley off a podium, but he likes Matley. So, I'm going to go Herlins, Geyser. Oh, I want to say Crowley, but... Actually, no, I'm going to say Crowley, because okay. how can you bet against these people? No, I don't want to bet against Crowley, but at the same time, I think, I think he's going to be top five. And I think he'll steadily get that better every round. That's why he didn't do the first two Italian championship rounds. Yeah. Because he's trying to peak later, <laughs> which makes sense, because like, Geyser's already done a three-round series, so... Callum McEwen, 312, says, does anyone have a Prado update and who will be the top scorer in Brit at Matley? Okay, we kind of touched upon that. He's yes. back on the bike and I'm, I'm going to bet quite a lot of money on him turning up at Matley. Top scorer in Brit for Matley? Top scorer in Brit for Matley. What, in both classes? Or? Okay, let's just give one for each class. Okay, I will go... Watson's going to be up there. However, I wouldn't rule out Conrad. Is anyone even talking about Conrad? Anyone at all? I, I'm talking about Conrad. But it feels like he's like... Oh, no. Forgotten about. No, no. He's fit. He's healthy. 
He's in a good place. No, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying I feel like everyone, all of the fans and industry in bench racing conversations forget he exists. Absolutely. But, but I think, maybe um, that's a good thing for him. It is a great thing for him. Pressure taken away. But yeah, 100%. I think Sean would do a great job in MXGP. Yeah, um, I think based on how it'll be soft and everything, I'd bet on Sean. And Tommy's obviously got a little shoulder issue. Yep. Actually, I wonder if Tommy will do Matley with that. Maybe not. Don't know. Because it's not his priority, is it? Nope. I can imagine Forpy saying, like, this isn't, member. this isn't your yeah. priority. You're here to win a British Championship. Last question. Ryan. Oh, here's a question for you. Okay. Sorry, um, Ryan. Your question's going to have to wait. Yeah. Uh, what about Jake Millwood? What, what would he expect on his debut at Matley Basin for his, you know, first MXGP of 2020? What would be well, a good result just, to him? You've just told me that Vlandering's going to struggle to get in the top 20. So, well, I, I'm not. Let's let's talk about this, right? Because I, I know exactly where you're going with this. You're just going to literally text message Calvin James. No. Yes, you will. No, but what I'm saying is, you like if you're say, if you're putting Calvin there and Covington there and Strybos there, then Jake Millward's got to be 29. Yeah, well, this is this is the thing. I'm putting them all there. I'm not putting like I'm I'm saying the top 20 this year is stacked. Justice for Calvin. You're such a dick. <laughs> Honestly, you're a dick. At least Calvin knows you're a dick. Justice for Calvin. Right, cool. Next um, question. Uh, last question. Ryan MX37, do you know when we will see the new Gas Gas MXGP bikes? Yes, Friday at Matley, they're doing a whole media launch unveil thing. So they have a cover on the bike, pull it off, and everyone will go, ooh, ah. Let's just hope they don't pull the red paint off. Okay, funny. So we'll be there. We'll get the photos up and all that. We'll be among the first. There is a photo going around at the moment of the bike. Yeah. That is fake news. Oh. And it's from a, an Italian website that specialize in fake news. So. Oh, is that the Italian website which rips off all our content? Yeah. Absolute bastards. Yeah. So yeah. don't believe that one. Yeah. And that's it for the Liat Ask nice. Twice Anything segment. Nice. Right. Don't go anywhere. MX Manager is coming up. We've got some amazing announcements and you're going to fucking love it. We'll be back in five. The MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Welcome back to MX Vice. It's literally, I don't even know whether this is, it might only be an hour and a half, but I, I can't do this with him anymore. <laughs> I, I genuinely can't do this The thing is, I make him. him laugh and he doesn't know how to handle it because he doesn't want to even, admit that it's, I'm funny. It's not even funny. He's just... The best kind of humour is shake your head humour. Do you know what's going to be interesting is we're going to do one live show and then we're going to get taken off of air. The things you've brought up today... What, are they going to report us to the Facebook, please? The things what you've talked about today, which we've had to edit out of this actual show... That's if, funny. If, if that funny to you to the rest of the world it's not funny love a good joke yes but there's been lots of jokes which have but you laughed no it's some of them no they're, <laughs> they're, quite, they're quite bad <laughs> oh. so like quite quite insensitive oh so like i'm all for jokes being funny okay as in as in funny but You're more of a why did the chicken cross the road type of guy no but anyway let's talk about mx manager i've been whilst lewis has been fucking about in california 
quite jet lagged, by the way. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I've been trying to put together the business um, since I got it back from the utter shit show, which uh, happened last year. I've been working hard on MX Manager, and we've got some freaking awesome announcements. First up, we need a drum roll or something here, Rob. We're giving away a brand new KTM 125SX. This is not going to be for the winner of MX Manager. This is going to be a random prize winner. So anybody who enters into MX Manager is going to be up for this prize. And we're going to pick one live on uh, Facebook. We're going to literally just pick a name out of a big bowl with somebody's name on. And they're going to go thanks, away. Thanks for going really in deep. The names will be in the bowl. We're going to pick one out of the bowl and it will have somebody's name on. Again, this is why I don't know why I do this. Like, it was just such a detailed explanation. So I was trying to build out, you oh. fucking idiot. We've got a KTM 125 to give away. What do you, okay, yeah. I'm hoping, hoping that we have a second bike to give away from another manufacturer. Yeah, this time, it will be a 65cc. Yeah, I heard you tell, them, tell me that yesterday, and I was like, I didn't know about that. Then, we should have a third bike to give away, which is going to be an electric bike. So, we've possibly got three bikes to give away in MX Manager. We've got two MXON tickets, VIP tickets. We've got a monster replica helmet, which is, is literally an amazing prize in itself. Um, we've got shirts, we've got Atlas are giving away a brace and armor. There's literally £20,000 worth of product prizes. Twin Air are giving out um, weekly prizes or round-by-round round prizes as well as championship prizes. Um, Seven have got some amazing, amazing packages which are just going to blow people away. Fox have come in with a set of kit. We're just waiting on Alpine Stars. Oh, no, we, we, can't, so we can't say that one in a moment. We could or we could not have a very good suspension package up for uh, MX Manager as well. So, so basically, we're going to change it up a little bit this year. As many of you know, and I conducted a little survey to uh, the people who kind of support us, literally sent an email out to uh, the 80-odd people who, um, who are constantly pushing MX Vice um, forward, and I kind of consulted them on, on what they thought. So, so this year, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be the same rules, same things, and we'll talk about manufacturers and, and everything else. However, to win the prizes this year, you will have to pay to play. So anybody can play MX Manager for free. However, to win the prizes, to be in with a shout, to win the KTM, the other 65, electric bike, and all the rest of the prizes and stuff like that, we've spoken to, uh, we've consulted with, with about 80 different people, and we've agreed that the payment for, for MX Manager is going to be £12 to enter. So £12, what's that, €14, Euros, something like that, for a whole season. So you can pay, you can play for free. You know, you can start up your own private leagues, invite your friends and everything else. You can do all that for free. That's not a problem. However, if you want to win the KTM and some of the prizes and, and bits and pieces, then it's literally £12 to enter. Now, the reason why um, we're bringing money into this year is because we have done deals with partners where we actually are not getting some of this stuff for free. So we have to pay for it. So first and foremost, we're, we're, it's not like you know, somebody comes along and just gives us a bike because they see the benefits of it. We have to pay for it. So one thing is that we're having to pay for it. The second thing is because, if you didn't already know, MX Vice is uh, literally, I bought it back about three months ago, and we've been working hard to make it financially viable. So that is, while Lewis has been in California, I've been kind of putting everything together to try well, and make I've that happen. been spending money, you've been making money? Yep. And um, not going to lie, hard times. So... Uh, the twelve pounds is literally going to go a very long way to to helping us run the business this year. So for everybody who who is up for spending twelve pounds to play MX Manager, possibly win 
up to three bikes. Thank you very, very much. Questions, Lewis? £12 is just a one-time payment, isn't it? £12 a one-time payment. Not a monthly payment, just a one-off payment. And you can pay £12 next week, next month, three months, because the draw for the, for the KTM is going to be at the end of the season. Okay? Thanks for answering my question. No problem. But if, for example, you don't pay and you miss out on round-by-round -round prizes, then, then there we go. Uh, are you expecting me to pay or do I get a free entry? Oh, no, you're fucking paying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? When will the MX Manager be live with the picks and everything for Matterly Basin? So MX Manager is, uh, we, we're going through all the testing procedures at the moment. We've added a few new bits and pieces. We're working on the app as well. So the so MX Manager is going to be available on the app, uh, which would be pretty cool. And we're going to have a list of all the prizes on there, what you can win each week, what you can win in the championship, uh, what the random prizes are. We've kept on hold one prize, which we're just waiting for confirmation, but it will make every other prize not as exciting. It's that good. That's all my questions. Thank you. Okay. So uh, MX Manager is going to be back. Just keep watching MX Vice every day. We, we haven't put a time limit on it. We know that there's only 10 days to go till Matley Basin. So hopefully this week we will be able to unwrap MX Manager with a new little design and away we go. Sounds good. It's going to be great. I've worked very, very hard on this. Well done. Thank you. I hope your um, hard work is appreciated by our fans. Uh, I just hope it pays off. Well, so there we go. Thanks to all the sponsors. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hopefully it's not been too much of a shit show since Lewis has been back. But um, we can't have everything. And next week, 6pm, live on MX Vice Facebook. Oh, God, yeah. Probably for, only for one week only because he's going to get us banned or something worse. So, um, yeah, we're going to give it a go next week, 6 to 9 live on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh, see you next week. See you next week. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.